Well, Ronnie, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, how you going, John? We're all good, man. We're back for another week. Well, yeah, give you the week off there. How'd you get on? Oh, it was good. Now, nice wee, nice wee summer holiday. Very good. I was at the, I was at the Ambrose, the Ambrose tournament myself. Yeah, here it was. Um, here it was a brilliant couple of days. My mum was at the event on Friday night, and I just from hearing reports on the Saturday, I heard it was brilliant. Yeah, fair play to Clondoff now. They won the, they won the tournament with um, Longstone in the final. So it was a, it was a good day's crack now on the, on the, on the Saturday and on the Friday. It was um, a memorable night, uh, and just to, for uh, any gale out there, it was. You know, fair play to Rogers family. The the they've done themselves proud. It was it was magnificent. Now it really was. Yeah, but I watched the the wee video clip and they put on they shared on Facebook during the week, so it was nice to see that. Um, no, absolutely, as you say. For, I think there was a, a massive crowd out. So, um, obviously a legend game, a legend and more as well. So really good to see. And it was uh, plenty of money raised as well, and I think there's still money coming in. So fair play to everyone for for getting behind it. And as you say. For a legend of of the game and for for down football, never yeah. the morning. So it was, um, no. So that was brilliant. But uh, you were stunning yourself with with Tony. I was. A, I met up with him. Uh, once he had sick looking at him. Yeah, I know. Do you still have the The last thing I needed to go was salute to see him, but we uh, <laughs> we met up for a, a lunch one day, and that was good. Nice place. Nice place. First time we there. Very warm. Very good. Very good. Factor fifty on you. Fighter fifty, yeah, it's just sitting in the shade. <laughs> right, folks, so that's uh, our latest edition of of Load of Balls. And um, obviously, last week we had uh, a week off. Uh, give your give you uh, a week off from from hearing from us. So, um, Sean Firm was asking when's the next episode. So there it is, Sean. We're we're back on air. Don't worry, we haven't gone away. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know plenty of people. Probably wish we would, but probably wish we would. I that list, that list is getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, just it was a strange week all around. It didn't. It it sort of felt um strange. I don't know whether it was players still on holidays or um you know trying to get back in the the swing of things, but it just had a strange feel of it. Um, all the games. Yeah, again, the sort of games around the holiday periods always do. The, the last game before the holiday periods and, and then the first games back. Is teams can maybe have a bit more relaxed approach and it's hard if you are maybe got a bit of momentum before it to maybe pick up again just where you left off after the couple of weeks because, as you said, boys are away and you boys aren't even back yet. and Boys, young fellas maybe in different sort of holidays so they could be burning the Canada both ends and all of a sudden it's, it's tough for them to get back into the competitive football again for at the first time. Yeah, and just on that, um, we were both at the, it's just a couple of uh, standard results from from the weekend, and, and the first one I want to talk about is the Division 1, and uh, the match we were both at is um, Kilpatrick RGU against Castle Wellen. Um I, I build this up as a, a real must-win game, and you know, the two teams we're definitely trying to win it, and it was Tim Patrick who got a goal in the last second from Mick McGee uh, to get the points, and much needed points, Rona. Yeah, as you like, we'll, we'll touch on the leagues how close they are later on, but it it really had a game of it that it was must win for both teams. Both both sets of players were were very nervous, 
you could see that maybe in the, the shot selections and the, the execution of the shots themselves. But um, as you said, Castleman looked to have it won, and then RGU came back just the last thirty seconds and got that goal. It was it was crazy how it panned out. You know how how Castleman must be kicking themselves like a wee bit of game management there, and the game was dead and buried. It just um, you know, as you said. The skill levels involved. It wasn't of the highest, and then Patrick are probably um, feeling the missed weeks now. You know the the, the free week they get, and then obviously not playing against Ballyhoon as well. And um, they're not getting the consistency maybe of, of playing playing the matches, but you know there, there definitely was. Uh, both teams were were very rusty now. Yeah, it was again. You probably from all reports going around the county last Friday, it, it wasn't. A real bad night for football as well, so mm. you probably got to take that into factor. Plus, it was the first day back after the couple of weeks off, so um, there was been a sort of couple of contributing factors to it, but um, it really was the standard. Just wasn't really what you were expecting from from two big clubs. But again, at this stage of the year now, and in, in them sort of games, all that really matters for those teams is, is getting the two points. And as you say, Castle Round, Mark. Will not be happy how the game finished in the last minute or two because, as a rule, they went, they went down and they played the second half very well. They were very efficient with their big kicks from Daniel Morgan was taking them, um, and Young Gilmore got a couple of good scores as well at the start of the second half. Mm-hmm. So they they probably looked to have a one, but they just sort of capitulated in the, in the last minute themselves. So their own downfall. Well, I, I know how Mark feels because he inflicted the same sort of. Um... Victory, defeat on myself by uh, winning last year with the, with the last minute goal. So I definitely know how that feels, and it, and it does take the, the stuff on out of you, like it really does. But um, just with Casman, uh, Sean Dornan obviously come on, you know, great to see. Um, Garth Kevin as well come on, Tony. So you know they're getting bodies back. Yeah, they like that's their play that that's probably going to be their their front two now for the rest of the summer and they'll be glad because obviously Sean's missing an awful lot of football but he's a real good footballer um, and the more games he gets under his belt now will we'll definitely start helping Castle Elm um, if, if they can just sort of keep themselves ticking over now I think they've got a free week this week so yeah, that'll give him another week a week and a bit to, to get a bit fitter and a bit sharper in training and I would say they're probably stepping up training maybe this week in lieu of the championship as well against Carry Duff so they'll be they'll be looking to, to make sure they win that one they'll, they'll want Sean Dorn as fit as he can be in, in the next couple of weeks and on then Patrick Ronnie um, you know it really was two points that said that was was desperately needed to get them you know away from the foot of the table uh, to get into that pack again so um, how do how'd you feel about uh, their performance they were like, um, again in the conditions that they, they they kept going. They they missed an awful lot of chances at the start of the second half. Um, probably would like to see Conor McGrady get on a, a bit more closer to closer to goals because I think he's got good feet. He got he kicked a great score, mm-hmm. um, and Jerry Collins again was was very very good in the middle of the field. Whenever they started to take over, um, he he sort of come to the fore for them. Um, but big big Peter um, Turley got on a lot of ball the last sort of 
20 minutes. He, he won a lot of frees. There was boys just beating off him. Like, mm. there was, at one stage, I think we counted, there was 46 boys hanging off. He literally was. Like, there was, it, it was Kiet, how he got, how he got, got bouncing the ball on toe tap when he never overcarried it. And he was a real driving force there. And, like, that role of is sort of sitting him up in full forward. And, well, Mick McGee back as well. All of a sudden, they're, they're starting to get a lot of boys back, and they they always have been a very big physical outfit. RGU like, and they line out very big on a, on a football field as well. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably just try to keep using that sort of maybe physical presence that they have over maybe a lot of teams in the league. Um, as you say, maybe the couple of games that unfortunately they're missing with the Bally Holden factor. Um, they'll they'll need to be winning these four point games that they like they did last Friday. But the management will be really happy with, with the result, big time. And Castleman obviously were down to fourteen men, running, and you know, on a wet night like that, and you know, we're, we're, and you need discipline now. You know, that's what's going to be the the big factor as well. Uh, you need boys to keep their head, even as we touched on about the game management. You know, it is all about keeping your head, keeping the discipline, and you know, giving yourself the best chance because these games now are running out. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's probably as you said. It's not even just for that game. It's, it's the next game now. They're obviously one one starter, one starter down already, mm-hmm. um, which they'll, they'll not be looking for. Depending if he gets a straight red or not. So, um, sometimes the players can even get two games. So every sort of factor. Um, I missed the sending off. Obviously, I only got there just at half time. We we had training, so um, I missed the sending off incident, mm-hmm. but. It, it was noticeable maybe Castleman tired just a wee bit, just getting the ball out of out of their defence, yeah. which McKibben would be usually very good at, at helping that and being a link man for the, the full forward line from the, the half back line maybe. Yeah, like uh, would uh, usually be in there in the half there. I don't th- yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about the about the sending off. You know, you could see the goalkeeper, uh, James Dini had um <laughs> he had blood on his face and he was letting it known that the you know, there was contact, so um, yeah. I don't think there was too much, um, you know, debate about that. But as you said, um, Casman free week, you know, we get the bodies back again and they'll be eyeing up now um, the next game to see who, you know, as you said, another donor has got 30 minutes under the belt um, and hopefully Colley Flag be back. And even Cal Crilly as well. So, you know, it is about getting the bodies on on the pitch now. Yeah, like there's three or four starters there, mm-hmm. like two or three boys that play county football as well. You've named so they're they're big players, and it's all relevant. Like you you need your best players on the field, especially when you're fighting for um the foot of the tables. You you need all hands on deck. So I said a couple of weeks will do, will do them no harm at all, and they'll they'll be ready. They'll, they'll have one go more league game before the championship. So. They'll be they'll be looking to get two points there and go into the championship will be a bit more formed and maybe the, their heads will maybe be down and Monday nights they'll need to be picked up and and ready to go. Yeah, and uh, Ronnie, the other um sort of standout result was Bransford against Mayor Bridge. Bransford just I think they've only won once at home, and this voodoo <laughs> um in Newcastle seems to be continuing. Mayor Mayor Bridge who had been struggling of late. Come up with a big, big win there. Yeah, it was a big like four points is a is a big win at this stage of the league because a lot of the leagues you'll you'll see are draws and one or two points. Mm-hmm. So 
it was a big win away. Um, helps the head to head, helps the score difference, and um, Kieran will be delighted to get his first first victory so early, midway through the season. It's not easy to, to take up someone else's team. He doesn't know how well they've been prepared or who who's injured or what. Mm. So he's had a couple of weeks there. So to get that sort of result very early, he was he'll be delighted with, and it, it keeps that. There's four point four teams on ten points there. Just keeps that bottom of Division One just so so tight. It's, it's gonna take you maybe two or three wins to get get clear of yeah, it. Like yeah. one one's not gonna, but one one's not gonna do it because next week you could just as fast be back down again. Yeah, I fancy the bridge to to find a bit of form now and get away from that um bottom sector. I think it's 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 gonna be um you know I think it's gonna be four teams. Really, that are that are going to be fighting that out for the, for the uh, for them spots, you know. But um, brands will just need to sort out a bit of consistency and you know move their move their home matches away. Probably the castle <laughs> or something. I <laughs> just pretend the field's closed. Play away. Um, <laughs> I but they yearly. Um, they they need to just get a couple of wins. A couple of wins would bring them. Like, there's three teams on fourteen. Well. Yeah. So they just need to get a couple of wins, and all of a sudden, maybe they're out of the out of danger, and it just brings a lot more teams into it. But mm-hmm. I, I just feel that at, at this stage, in, in all of the leagues, um, one win every couple of weeks isn't really going to do it. You, you probably do need to just pull a couple of couple of wins, get the confidence up, and you can see where it can get you up the leagues. Yeah, and confidence at this at this time of year is going to be massive, especially coming into the championship. Boys fighting for places for for the championship, and it's it's always uh, the way. Whenever championship comes round the round the corner, that uh, boys are off the, the the injury list, and you know they're available then again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is it. And boys, you say are all champing, wanting to get game time, so it brings trainings on. Trainings are probably more intense than they have been maybe the middle of May, middle of June time. So it should be a good time for a lot of clubs now and. They'll be looking to try and change their fortunes, no matter how the championship goes for them. They'll want to change their fortunes towards the end of the league. Um, Ronnie, that's um, Division One, really. But want to concentrate on, but Division Two now. Um, you're probably not going to like this, but probably the shock of of the round would be uh, carried off, um, being defeated by Saul, uh, carried off at home, one nine to one twelve, um. You know that trip to Slough not only re- reinvigorated the uh, use, but it seemed to re- that break seemed to help the players as well. I tell you, the boys were glad to get rid of us. I told you that <laughs> before I left. Uh, they, um, oh, no, listen, it was a brilliant, brilliant result. Um, but that is all it is. It's just one result, like was, um, but it the boys played very well. Like uh, I said, anybody who was at the game, you couldn't have doubted that we deserved the win. But um, just took our chances and. Got a good start and we led early and we sort of kept it for most of the way. We had a good second half period of maybe 15 20 minutes. Um, we put away maybe four or five points um, without reply and we got a good lead up. And um, Kyle got a goal just last minute um, to put three in it. And then all of a sudden they, they had another chance where you, you were just panicking a bit because obviously it was, it was such a big performance, even a, a point wouldn't have. Um, been too good the way the way we played, so we were delighted. Big Jack pulled off a, a good save and a couple of great goal line clearances from some of the full backs was was just excellent to 
to get us over the line. Yeah, but I, I tell you what that result has done, Ronnie. not only um, for yourselves and, and, you know, the bottom of the table, um, you know, the repercussions of that, because teams around you just be thinking, geez, you know, that's two points where they didn't think you would get. But it also gives um, a chasing pack you know, a bit of life, because now if Dara Cross um, are only, uh, I think, are four points behind with two games in hand, so... You know, for a league that you thought was was definitely, you know, over and your and teams were fighting for second place, now all of a sudden it's 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 turned a wee bit. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I really have nothing to play for. Um, probably the the only team that maybe is is completely safe and not gonna maybe push for the league is is probably Anrecht. Yeah, um, Breda probably need a bit of help, but as as a result, as a, as a as it sits at the minute, Breda's five points off um, the top of the table I don't think they'll catch that up but they will mm-hmm. they could probably get to the top two or three very easily and they're putting up some fantastic scores Breda so they'll be one to watch now Bundy's got them flying um, but the, the big thing is now that Dark Cross, Longstone and Carried Off all have to win so as you, as you said it just means that now we, we'll, we're confident that if we can do our job at least other teams are keeping keeping everybody else honest yeah. because in the past, teams have maybe fell away or have nothing to play for, and mm-hmm. just there's been a few gimmies towards the end of the year, so that sort of maybe alleviates that that problem that could have started to arise. Um, with carried off, it was a, a amount of score from them. Only one, one nine. Just just held them to. Um, do you think the break just might have um stopped their momentum a bit, or you know, or was it just uh, a night for yourselves that that things went well? Probably could be a bit of both. Like again, mm-hmm. I'm not one to talk with any other teams or what what they've done, but um, yeah, I think maybe just a, they had a few boys away as well. So do you know what I mean? They'll hopefully have them boys back. Well, their management will be hoping to have them back this this Friday, and they'll just look to kick on again. It's still in their hands. If they win all their games, they they win the league. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. That's the way they're looking at it. As much as it keeps everybody else honest. It it is a massive massive game now that that, that game on Friday night in, in Dark Cross mm-hmm. because the winners of that will will probably um, finish in the top two because um, Keane Longstone will be looking to to beat Saul on Friday night which which means that they'll probably end up on twenty three points so if carried off were to lose till till Dark Cross there'd be two teams on twenty three and and one on twenty one Dark Cross all of a sudden or um. Playing Longstone next week, and Dark Cross could be top of the league by, by next week. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, the Dark Cross is as good a team as, as in Division Two. There, maybe this is the year that they, they feel that it's time for them to, to kick on. Yeah, and just that the you mentioned Breda, they had a massive win against the sort of Leitrim Rony. You know, they haven't had the season that they thought they would have had. Um, I know they were missing players and, and maybe it's a change of the guard as well but you know they're starting to suffer these heavy defeats and you know it's time now that you know they're either going to stand up and be counted or you know they're, they're going to have to be thinking about um, you know the games coming up now are they going to get automatic you know um, relegation this is obviously a heavy bit of pressure. It was a it was a shock for me. I I did not expect that result at all on Friday night. Leighton put a 
seventeen points past Longstone just before mm-hmm. the, the break. Like so, they were they were really um, going well. And I, I actually generally do still believe that Leighton will get out of it. I just think they've too many good players, um, to not get out of it. Um, I'm not sure if how maybe the, the boys are injured still or boys just haven't come back. But since the twenties have come back, um, probably the only thing is maybe. Rory McCracken and Conor Conor are, are still involved with the hurling, so they're probably being pulled from pillar to post. But mm-hmm. they're they're good footballers. But like Breed is putting up, I think that's two or three big wins now. Breed is yeah, scoring and they're, they're hitting early twenties, mid twenties each week. It'll, it'll take some stopping from any team. Yeah, and just uh, with Breed, maybe it's this push has just happened too late for them. You know, if they had a cut the squad guard at the start. Um, you know, and when they got his message across the way he wants to play, because it's definitely working. Whatever he's doing, um, Leitrim, you know, it is Liam Doyle came came on. You know, the last few few minutes, not there. Um, which is great to see as well. Like, you know, Leitrim are going to need him, um, and his leadership in this time. Uh, the under twenties. I know, um, Rory McCrickard still carrying an injury. I don't think he was available. But as you said, you know, they are going to need these these young fans to stand up now and, you know, new leaders to, to come in the, in the play. Yeah, possibly. But like Peter Pierce is a massive loss for them. I think yeah. he's probably going to be out yeah. most of the year. Like he, was, he was a fantastic footballer last year in the league, like um, on championship run for them. So that'll be a big loss. Like it's very hard to replace these players. Um for clubs with smaller panels or clubs for younger panels. So, as you say, leads the boys. Like, Michal's going to have to step up and um, Liam Doyle's back as well. So, they're, they're experienced heads. They'll, they'll have seen a lot of football in their time. So, they'll be ready to, to pull the boys out of it. But, I said, there's a lot of football left in Leighton. Um, mm-hmm. At this stage, still, they've a couple of games in hand of, of all the teams. So, I wouldn't, once they start kicking in, I'll, I'll, I'll not be surprised anyway. Yeah, it's just like they definitely have the players, so it's just hopefully, um, they start clicking and and you know they get themselves out of this because the definitely the talents there, um, you know every team's missing players, only so you know you have to find a way around it. Yeah, this is it. You do you do have to, as you say, like uh, had a fantastic win the other night and was talking. Um. Michael Keane, he said there were 19, 19 boys missing. Like, so <laughs> that's colossal. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't even know. I wouldn't even turn up on a Friday night if I thought there were 19 boys. <laughs> Just phone out sick that night. Do you know what I mean? It was crazy. Carried off not missing 14 against you. No, they were missing. I don't know how many they were missing. But <laughs> so all were missing three, that's all I know. <laughs> no, it is about managing your squad now as well. You know, that's, that's, that's definitely one. Um, there was no Division 4 Rony this week but there was sort of a, a maybe not a shock but certainly a surprise result um, Shamrock's 2 yet Addy Cobb 4-7 um, Addy Cobb has seen them a couple of weeks ago and, and the same lackluster but um, this a good result for them in Division 3 yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely the, um, like yeah Addy Cobb we, we sort of thought that Addy Cobb they are good footballers in Addy Cobb it's just Maybe just click one night. Probably no better place to do it in Park Esler. You, you can't play football there, as the man says. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. So, um, the four sevens good scoring. Um, away from home, so they, they did them very well. And by by reports, they were 
they were on top most of the game. So um, they'll be delighted just to get that win, just kick some clear of the um, the bottom, and now they can sort of concentrate on a, a good championship and yeah. finishing off the league with a couple more wins. Yeah, and uh, with you know Shamrocks, we don't know what you know Shamrocks. Just in the town team, you know, maybe they were missing, you know, a few stars away on holidays and that there as well because um they have been in great form this year. Yeah, they have been and Jody McGovern's back as well, so he's a big scoring plus for them. Mm-hmm. Um always very good at this level, so he'll he'll be, be looking at scores for them and um probably Shamrock's maybe after the Jim Gaff defeat probably knew they weren't gonna go up anyway, so maybe they're trying to find tune things and Tweak things and, and probably targeting a, a championship, a championship, um, scalp or two. So, um, but they'll they'll be able to bounce back from what I've seen them. They're, they're very young and very fit. So, although the big setback for them on Friday night, they'll probably at this stage their their league's over anyway. So, um, they're in no danger and they'll they'll probably comfortably finish in third or fourth. Yeah, they'll be they'll be happy enough with that and, and ready to go build again on that for next year. But the championship probably now is what they've got one eye on. Yeah, Ronnie, and that's the sort the as I said it was a strange week, so um part two we'll be going through the the predictions and you know a bit more detail in the leagues. Um I just want to uh, get your thinking caps on because we got word that uh, uh we got a message from St Paul saying, you know, division four now is heating up so um join us for part two and we'll come back with uh, predictions a few of the games and we'll go through some of the leagues good stuff welcome back folks part 2 um, Rony Division 4 it's all set up now for a grandstand finish um, two, of the, two of the games I want to highlight really I don't want you to talk about is uh, August Finn versus Dundrum and then St Paul's against Bright, and what way the the leagues are are set up at the minute? Yeah, so that's the top four all playing. Yeah. Um, this this could really open up this this week. Like, um, Alton Stephen and and Bright have both got a game in hand. St Paul's and Dundrum, who who currently occupy the top two positions. So, mm-hmm. um, like Dundrum were flying high at the start. We did say that there's a few boys that were were injured. Them boys, from what I'm hearing, are, are back now. So, um, this will be a big one on Friday night. Like, if Alkmaar Finn were to to beat Dundrum, that would put them in in pole position to to get promoted for their for the first time. So, they'd really be looking to get to Division Three football uh, uh, to bring on some of them young ones because the the work they're doing at the youth is is fantastic. Alkmaar Finn and if they could get themselves to Division Three football, it would it would be super for them. Um, St Paul's will be the exact same. Now Bright have Bright have beat are, are far too good for a, an awful lot of teams in Division Four, but just at different stages, whenever they've come up against the top teams, they they've unfortunately just maybe slipped up. Um, I I think possibly that they'll beat St Paul's on on Friday night, which. Puts them right in the mix, but I think the top two, um, well, for me, the top two would be Alkmaar Finn and Dundrum, and I, mm. I think Dundrum will, will get over the line on, on Friday night. Um, just they've got a bit more experienced players, and they 
played a lot of football. They've won a lot of championships. They, they've been up and down from Division Three, and a lot of them have even played Division Two football. So they've got a lot of experience, and maybe that's just the one thing that Alcastlefin might just be missing. Um, but again, I, I wouldn't want to just call it and say it's a definite win for Dundrum. But if if they do win, I think they'll get they'll get promoted and they'll win the league. But if Alcastlefin are, are up for it on Friday night, there, there's every chance they could take a scalp at home. Yeah, and it'd be great to see. I know Nick Dundrum's doing great work as well, and um, unfortunately the injuries have, have come at a bad time. But you know, it'd be great to see Alcastlefin, you know, a uh, recently formed club, um, coming back up the leagues. And you know, uh, as you said, St Paul's and Bright, you know, some great uh, young players coming out of Bright as well. Young Dakin Trainer and and Owen McAvoy, um, doing playing brilliant down there. So. Um, as you said, St Paul's, you know, um, what way? Just do you think it's just about adding the pressure on the top two then for St Paul's? Well, we sort of touched on St Paul's if you mind a few, a few probably a couple of months now. Yeah. Drew with Dundrum mm-hmm. and Dundrum, so like Dundrum still got to go there. Um, it's just I don't know if St Paul's will be at Bright, and I think if they don't, that they may, no matter what way that result goes on on Friday night between Ampton Finn and Dundrum. I think they'll be chasing both of them. Um, I just think the winners of of the Alcastle Finn and Dundrum one will, will will fancy themselves to to win the league. Um, St Pauls are doing fantastic work. They're they're really pushing in. They're they're, they're working very hard. They're training very hard. So it, it's not to say that they they can't do it. I just I just think from maybe experience and um, just the know how of being there before that Dundrum will probably still be favourites for that league. Um, and just from knowing Ryan, I know he's not leaving nothing to, to chance this year either. Yeah, and, and experience does play a big part in in these circumstances, definitely does. Yeah, Ronnie, it's Division 3 um, up next. And, and for me, this, this league's over. I just think with uh, Anna Clone now, it's there to lose. Um, you know, they're, they're flying at the moment. Yeah, um, been very, very consistent. Um, said the twenty-seven points is, is is fantastic for for where they are. The amount of games they've played as well, um, they've pulled away from from everybody chasing them. So it's probably very likely that they won't be caught. Um, a couple more wins will probably mathematically win the league for them. So um, they'll they'll be pretty happy with with how their leagues panned out and. I'd say they'll be uh, definitely a team that's be looking to get a good run and then to be a championship as well. It's just unfortunate for for Glastrowman now to play um, this week and you know, Glastrowman with only one point. Ronnie, I think I think their numbers are are they're numbered at the minute. Yeah, they again just hosting Anna Clone who are, who are putting up good scores. Anna Clone's probably putting eighteen, nineteen, twenty points a game up. Um, it's just difficult to see Ivor Glastrum are going to have to really set up uh, with a system to, to stop them from scoring or else they're going to have to increase their, their scoring that they've had for the last three or four weeks um, and it'll be a big ask I, I just fancy Anaclone to probably win that game anyway and just go one step closer to, to the league title um, but as you say, Glastrum are, are cut a bit adrift there. They're they're gonna have to try and get a few results to 
give themselves even a fighting chance of a, of a playoff spot. Yeah. The two games I, I want to really concentrate on is Connacht against um, Clannabana. It's just, uh, if Connacht win this, uh, you know, it gives them a chance to, to climb a couple of places. And also, Ari Call against Drummond Ronnie, it's just uh, that middle section now, um, you know, starting to get interesting. Yeah, it really is. Like you should take Connacht hosting Clannabana. Like take Connacht's never an easy place to go to. They, they they play their home pitch very well. Um, and Kian Carvel in the middle of the field, they'll, they'll be hoping a, a big performance from him to try and drive them on. He's usually the the driving force for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if if they were to beat. Clannabana on, on, on Thursday night it really tightens that league up as you say and although we touched on Ali Call winning that, that their last game definitely if they were to win at, at home to Drummond on on Friday night it it definitely cuts them well, well adrift of, the, of that mm-hmm. wee pack and there's a couple of different permutations there of how those two games will go but as you said they'll, they'll have a big factor in that middle group if, if they probably if they go with the two um Bigger teams, you you would look at Clannabana and Ali Cole. All of a sudden, Drummond and Tyconnet are are back involved again. Um, but if Tyconnet were to win, and Ali Cole were to win, it, it leaves Drummond and and Clannabana just just one one win clear of Tyconnet, so they're right back in that that mix again. Mm-hmm. How do you think? What's your predictions for this one? It's 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 a bit. Uh... You know, Ali Collar, the ones in form, maybe, and you know, Clannabana, they really need to galvanise. So, for me, it's it's Ali Collar win, and, and I can see Clannabana maybe just pulling it all the stops to get this victory. Yeah, I, I I would I would go with that. I think Ali Call should should win at, at home to Drummond S. Um, last week's performance will definitely give them a boost. I'm, I'm sure they've had a good week's training on the back of that. Um. And I, I do fancy Clannabana to probably get over the line. It'll be a really close game. There'll be a lot of stake. Um, and uh, but I do I do think that Clannabana just just need to start getting a bit of form together. Um, and just get themselves to finish the league strong because the league probably hasn't gone as as they would have liked. Um, there's no no point in saying any different. They've just come down from Division Two. Uh, two years ago, they they won Division Three, so they they're a better team than the league's suggesting. Um, so they'll want to just try and get themselves back, and um, there's no better time to start than how to take on it on Thursday night. Good, good, good. Ronnie, the, we'll have a wee break again. Uh, let's go and get a cup of tea. The um, we'll be talking about uh, Division Two and Division One, and some of the the important games coming up there. Then, yeah, no worries. Two sugars for my tea, by the way. Uh, plenty of milk on mine. <laughs> Welcome back to part two. Um, Ronnie, Division Two. Um, you know, it's it's a hard hard uh, division to call. There's no um, real standout teams um, apart from the the carried off uh, in the earlier season, but even they've seemed to faltered. Recently, so the one I want to uh, touch on at the start is is Leitrim against Tullish. Um, Tullish have you know, uh, bad run of, run of um injuries and that as well, and um obviously uh, condolences to to Nal Donnelly who, who lost his, his father this week as well. So, 
Um, you know, Leitrim against Tullish. Ronnie, how how do you feel that one will go? Um, yeah, absolutely. Not not the one losing the father there. Um, fought through with that whole family circle in the club at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would. I actually Tully Lish's next two games are are Leitrim and Savile. Um, I'd I'd be convinced that they are probably targeting those two games and thinking to themselves if they were to win them two games all of a sudden it it gets them out of the bottom of the table and it puts them into playoff position Mm -hmm. and it gives them a better head to head in those two teams so that'll be the way that they're looking at it and and I've been under no illusions that that, that, that's how their their management will be approaching it as well Um, and I actually think that all things considered that they might get a result okay. um, on on Friday night. Um, it'll be a real battle. Like two different contrasting teams. Leitrim are, are full of good forwards, whereas um, Tullish are more re- resolute team, and we'll be looking to try and target maybe Garth Johnson to get them a, maybe a goal or two um, from his, from his deeper runs from from middle of the field. I sometimes like to play him full forward as well, so he's a real handful at, at this level. So. They'll be looking to him for a goal or two um, on Friday night and, and furnace to them. They've every chance. And um, with um, Leitrim, what, uh, what, what do you think they have to do different to get a, to get a result against Dulles? Um, Not necessarily do much different. I didn't hear anything from the result on, on Friday night. Um, like, but the they were right in that game against Longstone. They they had they had Longstone um peg pegged back for the last three or four minutes until the, the Stone got the last couple of scores. So like they'll just they'll just need one win. The probably confidence can't can't be high whenever you're losing a lot of games, you know what I mean? So yeah. They just need one win and, and once they get that win they'll it'll bring them on. But like, probably the their type of players too, they they are they do look Fast, nippy, confidence players. Um, young Carvel, um, up in corner forward as well. He's he's a real trouble, troublesome player. So, like they they have got forwards to cause every team in that division, um, trouble. So, Tyler will just need to be on guard of that because if if they don't, like Leitrim, Leitrim have got the chance to put up twenty twenty two points, mm-hmm. um, or equivalent of it, very easily with with a four line that they have. Yeah. So that'd be interesting to see now that will shape somebody's uh, future, I think. Um, the big one running dark cross against uh, Kaidoff. Uh, this one possibly could could uh, see who's who's actually going to stick a claim for this league. Yeah, it'll be a real good game. That like that that could go very. That'll be a close game. Um... I don't even want to try and call it because I, I don't know. Um, Who's the big players for 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 Dark Cross if if going to the match? Who who should I be looking for? Um, they've got a few now. So like you look at um Anton McGrath's playing super football. Um, you've got how he'll probably play in round the half forward line. Your Marcus Muskelly will will usually pick up either full forward or centre half forward, um, depending on Mark McMahon's position. Um, Mark McMahon and, and Marcus would usually pick up the two full forward positions. Um, if Anton McGrattan's out around the fifty, Matty Hardy in the middle of the field, very very dominant midfielder, and he's been in the county team. 
um, for two or three years there. He, he wasn't on it last year. Um, so they would be their main players for them. Um, Mooner probably as well is very, very lively. Um, Lee Morrison, I don't think, has played much football this year. I don't know where, where he's at. I just haven't heard much of him. Um, but the, the other four or five boys are, are very experienced. And then probably for me, their, their main player would be Shane Murray. Mm-hmm. He can play anywhere from middle of the field to one of the wing half forward positions. Um, so they've, they've got a lot of good footballers. Like I, I said, you'd be doing a disservice to name five or six of them, but they, they, those are exceptional footballers they have mm-hmm. at this level. So, um, And they're all experienced footballers that, as I said to you, probably find this year they've got every chance of getting promoted. Um, a few years ago, they they were probably um, top of the league with maybe five or six games to go, and it sort of fell apart for them. Um, whereas this year, they're just sort of come onto the radar, and they're now like carried off. It's in their own hands. If Dark Cross know if they win every game between now and the end of the year, they're 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 champions. Yeah, and you know the the probably the worst result they could have uh, wanted was used beating carried off because. Uh, not only does it refocus carried off, but it, it you know it's might galvanize them as well, you know, um, because no doubt you know they're they're human beings. Like they might have taken their eye off the ball a wee bit against yourselves, and um, you know, now they have to refocus. Yeah, there's probably just one or two ways, as you said. Um, depends how they'll approach it. Probably from my point of view, uh. It wouldn't have been a down thing for for Saul to be carried off because now now Dark Cross should be be pumping yeah. um tomorrow night at training because they they know themselves that now realistically they have a chance mm-hmm. of actually winning the league, um whereas they they didn't before because they were waiting on carried off to slip up even if they had to beat them now they know if they beat them they they're well within it and they've got Longstone next week so if Dark Cross which which I think they're well capable of winning their next two games they're they're going to be hard stopped. Yeah, no, uh, that result, as I said um, last week, the Stone overcame Savile, which, you know, you never know what Savile's going to turn up, so um, they, had a, they had a massive result against Savile. Yeah, Savile got a, a goal, and just by going by the Longstone's Twitter, we were at the game, we were sort of following it, and Savile seemed to have got two early goals in the first half, and um, it took Longstone well into the end of the second half till um, till till get get ahead mm-hmm. and, and they end up getting over the line by by three or four. So probably says a lot for Longstone's fitness. That's a couple of games now they've been run very close with with Leitrim and um, Savile and they've got over the line the last sort of ten minutes in both. Yeah, and that's it's it's a good trait to have as well. Whenever you're you know winning them tight games, you know you're coming out coming out of it the the other way. So. Um, you know, yeah, and if you if you if you look at the the reports, like Mark Poland's putting up big scores again, so his return's been been timely for for Longstone because probably losing Garth Madol was would have been one of their driving forces. It's the first half of the year now they've re- replaced him with Ambrose and, and Mark, so you couldn't have got two more experienced players in, in Division Two. So what Mark Poland's I think probably averaging maybe seven or eight points um a game or. One four, one five a game. So, um, he'll take some stopping for for teams in the next couple of couple of months. Yeah, and, and even coming up to the championship as well. You know, it's um, it might take him a wee bit of time, you know, to, to settle in. But uh, form form is temporary, as I say. 
yeah, no, he's, 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 he was as good a footballer. He was the best footballer in Division 2 last year. So, um, for me, he could still be doing a job with the county, especially the way the, the, the play. Mm. He could definitely be doing a job because he's, he's the best ball carrier in the, in the county, probably, um, taking the ball by man. And uh, Division 2, Ronnie, it'll be interesting. Now next, there's two games left before the championship. Is that right? Yeah, this Friday and, and next Friday, and then that's that's the end mm-hmm. of it. So. so we'll have a clearer picture by by next week anyway, where where things are, are settled, and um, that'll be the last sort of four, three or four games, would it? Yeah, after that, then there was a round of fixtures, obviously, um, because the the star game mm-hmm. for Mayo was called off, yeah. so um, there'll be a round of fixtures, I would say. Once you, as you said there, after next Friday night, you'll have a fair idea of the the bottom four, yeah. and you'll have a fair idea of the bottom two, and, and you'll have a real good idea of who's who's going to win the league as well because them top three all have played each other. Yeah, yeah. so it's interesting times ahead for for Division Two, Division yeah. Division One. Ronnie, um, it doesn't seem to be that anybody wants to put a, a stamp on it and actually go and and win the thing and um. Open up a, a lead, um. You know, one week Burns seems to be flying, and the next thing that you know, that they're drawing with Flocken Island, and um, the Stravers beating Clondoff and Kilku, you know, had a had were defeated against them, um, Patrick and and drawn against Castle Island. Then they come out and have a big, uh, biggest score against uh Bally Home. So, you know, they play each other this week, Burn and Kilku, um. You know, what do, what can you read into it? Probably nothing, probably just a bit of shadow boxing. Yeah, it'll be interesting just to see. Like Kuku have just rotated their team all year by necessity or, or, or by choice. Um and I probably don't see them changing that mm-hmm. for, for a Friday night. Probably from their own point of view, like league's not gonna be a priority for Burn or Kuku, let's be honest. Um but Kilku will probably fancy themselves now with all their rotation that they've done. Now their boys are back. They're they're two weeks out from the championship. They're probably really in the zone right now, and they'll they'll fancy themselves maybe if they could get a result against Burn to put some top of the league, and they'll probably just want to see that out from there. Um, they were far 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 dominant of of Burn in the first fixture. Um, I was at it in Kilku. They Burn had obviously started a bit slower mm. and. Burnham probably looking to peak now, but in that game especially, Kilku were very impressive. Um, but I would expect Burnham to maybe have caught up now, fitness and sharpness wise. But by by talking to a few that they were at the Lock Nine and and Burn game, they were saying Burn were were poor and were probably happy to get away with that draw against mm-hmm. Lock Nine, considering how maybe disappointing they were with the performance. Yeah, and um, like. You know, it's strange that you know they've, they've rotated, and as you said, one's rotated and, and the other team started slowing out there, but they find themselves at the top of the top of the league. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's, it's really, it's crazy. They are, they are they are the two standout teams in the county. No matter if they're rotating boys or they're playing their best fifteen every week, they they just seem to be getting results, and they're just more consistent. Some teams, as we touched on, and that's probably why they're in the right middle of the table or, or in the bottom half, unfortunately. 
they can everybody can beat anybody on, on their given day, but it's just being able to consistently put them performances three or four weeks in a row and just get you up the tables. Yeah, and you know, an interesting game, Ronnie, that, that one point against Bransford, one point just haven't been able to get their best fifteen out um consistently all year. Uh it's been a disappointing you know, league campaign for them. Um but with championship just around the corner, now's the time to put the, the foot on the gas and, and um not only start going up the leagues but put in performances as well. Yeah, as we, we said like one point we're looking to go one one step further um than they did last year at the semi final stage. So they'll definitely be looking to kick on if if I know Eamon McAvoy at all from um he'll have had them probably in, in the Donner the last couple of um weeks topping up their fitness and improving their sharpness a wee bit. Um and they'll definitely be looking to give that championship a rattle or I would say they're comfortable enough in the league. Um consistency has probably been a problem for them this year, but can't see them getting caught. I can't see can't see three teams catching them um from the points total are yeah. on without them picking up at least an hour one or two wins between now and the end of the year. So their focus will be primarily on the um, the championship, but they'll probably just need to improve their performances a wee bit till till challenge the the Burns and Cuckoos for for the title. Yeah, and Branson really should be targeting us because obviously they're not playing in Newcastle, so they'll fancy their chances. Um, <laughs> uh, Bransford, you know, we've seen them uh, when they've been good. They've been very very good, and when they're bad, they've been absolutely terrible. So uh, you don't know what Bransford you're going to get this year. Yeah, Bradford have always been a really, really good footballing team. They, they've always all their youth players, all their down through the years, all their teams play good football. It's probably just because there's so much open space in Newcastle. There's no other way to play it. Um, but it is just getting that, just getting a couple of wins together. So, um, they'll be looking to bounce back from from last week. Um, and, and that disappointing defeat to to the Bridge. So. As you say, if the the bridge you, you fancied maybe to beat Lachlan, yeah. if they were to beat them, yeah. and all of a sudden maybe RGU gets a points against um, Restrever, it, it, it makes Brownsford's result against um, one point even more important. So they'll not want to, they'll just not want to go behind teams. They'll they'll want to try and at least stay level with them or or go head to head because just by looking at their their score difference there, they're they're a better score difference than. And Caswell and RGU, so um, they'll not want it to go to head to head because no. they've lost a couple yeah. of important battles. And we said at the start of the year, you know, the head to heads and, and score difference, you know, you have to be mindful of it because, you know, it's this time now that the, the teams are thinking, you know, how important it is. You know, it should be overlooked. Yeah, we touched on it and probably, uh, like, uh, I, I would be very obsessive about yeah. it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's something I, I would always keep an eye on, even just every result, every as, as stupid as it sounds, like every every point, even if you're losing games and you know you've lost the game, just keep getting scores and, and keep limiting scores. Um, Jim McGorriam last year was put it into my head, he, he always said, like, win big and lose small, and that stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it is key, unfortunately enough for... Um, Teams there, a lot of them now are small defeats. I and mean, when you see Ballyholland taking a big defeat against Kilku, it's yeah. it's not only the defeat, it's the score difference is, is heavily affected mm-hmm. as well. 
and I was just going to push you for a prediction for one point Brentford. Um, I I think I've tipped one point twice this year in the last both games. I'll I'll probably go for the hat trick. Um, I do I do think they'll they'll be at Brentford though. Um, so we'll go for for one point at home victory. Very good. Um, last game, uh, Strava against RGU. Rony, uh, don't know you said about uh, you fancy the bridge against Larkin Island. Um, you know this one's a hard one to call. They play each other in the championship. Do they? Yeah. 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 Uh, so again, that'll be probably that these these two teams will not just have the luxury maybe of burning cuckoo, being able to sort of test and rotate players and not have just as importance on the game. Well, Mooney be playing. Uh, Mooney will be playing this game, but he won't be playing the championship game. So. Yeah, he's 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 back now. Obviously, he he had the the week off, so um, he's back in the panel now. Mm-hmm. That'll be a big one. Um, he, he's he's as good. He's as, he's an explosive player, probably in Division One when he, he gets the ball and nobody can stick with him. Mm-hmm. Like so, he'll probably be the difference. Um, if he get a good dry day and in in Restrever, it gives a good enough night on Friday night. So. Good night, good dry night in Strava. He could probably cause a bit of damage. Yeah. Um, but likewise, Strava pitch isn't just as big, so um, them more physical players of, of RGU you can get, would probably get a lot of um, joy. Um, with, with early ball into to Peter and and McGee, you you'd think Jared Brannigan and Conor McGrady feeding off them, and um, young, young Taylor Loudon, they should, they should be able to create a few chances, but. As you know yourself, Strava are set up um, defensively very well this year, so there'll just not be as many as many spaces for them. Yeah, and Conor Doyle's back from holidays as well, so you know he only played the the, the second half there. Uh, funny game against uh, Clondoff. It was two two at half time, Rona. Two two. Two two. Goodness! <laughs> <laughs> at one stage now, last night we our game was I think there was. With twenty minutes gone, it was three two, and I thought that was low scoring. But it, I think it ended up one four to four at half time, so that wasn't just as bad. But two two is low scoring. <laughs> two two is low scoring, but um, Strava responded well in the second half, and Sammy must have had a word with the forwards because he started hitting the, the onion bag then in the second half. But you know that was a, that was a, a real uh, confidence booster for for Strava. Um, obviously Conor Doyle came on at half time and, and done exceptionally well, and you know Conor Doyle. Uh, on his day is as good as forward in Division One, um. But he's a confidence player. Yeah. Um. The the big thing with, with the way Restrever set up this year, goals are big scores. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because they're not shipping a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Um. They may lose games, but even the games they're losing, it's it's more to points than than actual goals. So, if they, if they can get themselves two or three goals a game, they will they will win a lot a lot of games that way because they're probably not conceding. 13 14 points a yeah. game, yeah. Um, so yeah, you tack on a couple of points to them goals, and all of a sudden, they're, they're a good marker there of 15 16 points, which will, which will win a lot of games. And your predictions for that one, Rony? Um, I that is a tight one now, I'll not lay. Uh, I think RGU just have to win that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go for RGU because. As I said to you, Restrava just are 14 points. RGU's on 10. Yeah. If, if results don't go for RGU this week, they could be maybe 
two points behind a couple of teams there, so I think they'll have to try and be um, creators of their own destiny and, and try to win that game. So I, I'll go for an away victory for, for RGU. And there you are. You might have a wee celebration at the, at the Fiddlers this weekend then. Ah, well, I don't think there'll be too many boys from the shepherd buying me a drink. If it's a series. No, well, uh, I, on that one, um, I'll go for a home win. Just, uh, I just think with, with Mooney involved, um, you know, it could be the difference. Obviously, in the championship, it might be a different story, but uh, Petta Park, you know, it's never easy to, to play there. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it, suit, it suits them this year. The only time yeah. I've seen them play at home this year was one point, and it definitely suited them because they were very, very well set up defensively, and and they were able to break. But as you said, Mooney's the, the real man. But probably for me, I, I do believe that they they're missing Pierce Key, and I think he's a mm-hmm. an exceptional full forward. And I just think they're they have to be a weaker team without yeah. him playing because he, he is a, he is an exceptional footballer. Definitely, and uh, Pierce will be home soon enough, so. Um, they're missing. They'll be missing many, but uh, Pierce will be back. So, um, two different types of players. But uh, as you said, it's all about managing the bodies now, Rony, and getting the best teams out that you can because it's the best business end of the season is coming up, and uh, teams have put in the hard work there over over the last couple of weeks, looking to hit the peak form now. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to get much fitter in the next nope. in the next two or three weeks. Like, do you know what I mean? What you have now is what mm-hmm. you'll have for the first round of the championship. And, um, anybody that's maybe doing a bit of heavy work now, then their league performance might affect on a Friday night, and then all of a sudden maybe they might be a bit fitter a couple of weeks down the line for the second round of the championship. Yeah, and, you know, football this year, Ronnie. I'm just um, I'm just sitting in the background here. It's Donegal against Kerry. Must have watched it about three times now. It's it was some game, wasn't it? it? Was like and it's you know football when it's played the got you know it's a joy. Yeah, it was excellent. It was brilliant to see it because obviously Donegal had got a bit of a, a reputation of being um, more of a counter attacking team, but they they really did go man for man against Kerry just to sort of see how they could do it. And it, it really says a lot more about. Donegal, they're they're fit to go for that because mm-hmm. it's probably the only way you can actually beat Dublin. Um, I, I just feel Dublin's far oh, ahead scary, of all the teams. Yeah, it's scary. But I tell you what, it does, Ronnie. It shows you that you can actually, if the, if the players are coachable, you know, you can play different styles and get like football. You just don't have to be like, you know, one one trick pony. No, absolutely. When you look at it, like the, there's Tyrone as well. It's just as good as example. Like Tyrone. Set up very counter attacking style on the first half on Saturday, and it completely wouldn't say it backfired. But Cork were able just to get through very quickly on mm-hmm. them, and they had to change. They come out and pressed a lot higher in the second half, and turned over a lot of ball, and um, put Mike Donnelly into full forward, and all of a sudden, um, Peter Hart, and, um, the boys were just feeding off him, and they were just running from from every angle. Tierney McCann come on and kicked a good score as well, so. As you say, you, you need to have a... There's no point in having a plan A um, and no plan yeah. B because at that level, with the amount of analysis and preparation and, and time that coaches have with players, 
it's very easy to get a system in place to to compete on a weekend. Yeah, and you know that's what even down football you see contrasting styles, but it's a team that's able to adapt better. I, I still think a system of play will beat any random fifteen boys sent out there. And, um, it'd be interesting to see now leading up the championship. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what way teams are going to set up. Yeah, um, systems are important now. Do you know what I mean? No matter if it's an offensive system or defensive, people just think, seem to think when you say system, it means 15 men behind the ball yeah. and, and running with it. It doesn't need to be like The system is whatever you put in place, mm-hmm. but you, you need boys to be able to carry it out to to the letter. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's no point in 12 or 13 boys doing one job and then John Fagan just doing his own thing, which you could have done. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I have a big that reminds me I have a big uh, seconds championship game on, on Saturday now so I'm still nursing a wee bit of a hamstring strain so uh, you put that about 14 years ago <laughs> 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 couldn't be that bad I'm still trying to get over it but uh, no it's good to be back playing again as well so um, hopefully uh, the manager plays a one man up front system <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to track back. You're not track back. I don't know. Even if he goes man for man, you're still not track back. Pick up the nearest. You're man. talking about. You're talking about coachable players. I know. He's the most uncoachable. Uh knew too much. <laughs> um, Ronnie, thanks a million for for jumping on again. And uh, you know, as I said, this is this is getting into the the peak season now. So, um. The podcast will be going out thick and fast, and with the games um, getting more and more important, um, you know, you need to step up your analysis now for for the coming weeks. Are you up for the challenge? Uh, it'll be a wee bit easier once the championship comes on. I'll, be I'll get to every game in the championship. I like to get get used to my season target. So uh, you can you can uh, pay me in the matches this time and, and drive. I'm sick of being your chauffeur. People are thinking. Uh, I'm carting you about now. You'll be well. I thought that was just you paying me to come on the show. <laughs> Friar talks on a free left. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, mate. All right, good man. I'll speak to you later. All right, all right. Bye, bye, bye. Cheers, bye, bye. bye. bye.